You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey y'all, welcome back. Happy Friday also if you're listening on release day. I am a school teacher, if you didn't know that, and so I am anxiously awaiting the coming of Christmas break. So this, I have this Friday and then I have next Friday and next Friday is my last Friday before the break. And I am super, super pumped about that. Um, not because I don't love my students and my dancers and all of that, but because we all just need a break sometimes, you know. But I'm starting off with that because something that happened today at school made me think about what I wanted to talk about tonight. And and as I was praying and Brandon and I were talking, I was like, this is this is perfect. And, and surprise, we're going to talk about Mary and Elizabeth again. Um, I realized that I think I've talked about Mary and Elizabeth every day this week. So without planning it, my theme for the first week of the Advent season was Mary and Elizabeth and how they've related to each other. So I'm going to read a little bit more um, about what they've said to each other and their relationship to focus on today, because I think that there is something really special that we can learn from them and really significant, whether, um, and I don't think this is just um, a girl thing either. I think that that anyone can learn from this. So I'm going to go back to Luke chapter 1, verse 39, and I'm going to read through 45. So it says, Now at this time Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. So we talked about, if you listened on Wednesday, We talked a little bit about this last verse already where we talked about um, Mary believing. But what I want to focus on today is more holistically, maybe like take a step back a little bit and not just focus on one thing, but really picture everything that is going on here. So when I say that, picture Mary and what might be going on in her mind, in her internal self as she is approaching Elizabeth. You know, if she is anything like me, then on her journey to see Elizabeth, she probably had some self-doubt, right? She probably thought something along the lines of, this is so dumb. Why am I going to see Elizabeth? She probably does not even care. She might not even believe me. Why am I going to do this, right? Mary was a human. We can learn a lot from her. But I think that it's so important when you read the Bible to to not make things up, but to realize that these people are really humans and it helps us to better understand it fully, I think, to process it that way. And so there was a lot going on in 
Mary's mind, I feel like, going up to visit Elizabeth um, and just working with 14-year-old girls. I mean, I was a 14-year-old girl. I work with 14-year-old girls sometimes, and we can have lots of thoughts when we're 14 years old. Like, we can be all over the place, right? And, and what people, especially older women, what they say to us, what they say about us, that can have a significant impact. And I don't think it's just a girl thing either. I think 14-year-old boys as well. What older men say to them and say about them really impacts and shapes the way that they think. And so I think it is incredibly significant that the first words that come out of Elizabeth's mouth to Mary, who, and maybe, maybe not, this is a little bit of me thinking that Mary might be a little nervous about going to talk to Elizabeth. But whether, even if she was fully confident, this would still be encouraging to hear. Blessed are you among women. Blessed are you. Like that is the first thing that she heard when she walked in to Zachariah and Elizabeth's house. Now, we don't know what all thoughts Mary had as she was on her journey to their house. But it could have been a wide range. And I just feel like for her to have felt those words, just, I can't even imagine, honestly, what, I'm just at a loss for words, because I can't imagine what it must have been like for Mary to hear, you're blessed. You're heard, you heard correctly from the Lord. You're not weird. I'm proud of you, right? None of those, those last few things are what Elizabeth said, but those are the things that are almost going on subconsciously, I think, when Mary hears this. And then we see how Mary responds after this. Verses 46 all the way through 56 is Mary giving praise, right? It's like she, it's almost like it was there the whole time, like she'd been thinking of these thoughts, like she'd been thinking these things, but wasn't totally sure maybe if, if she was on the right track. But hearing that blessing through Elizabeth confirmed it to her that, yes, the Lord is good. This is a really cool thing that's happening to me. And so I think what we can learn here is that when the Holy Spirit places encouragement upon your mind and upon your heart for someone, you have to tell them, right? You absolutely have to. If you look back at Elizabeth, um, whenever verse 41, excuse me, if you look back at verse 41, it says, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, but Elizabeth still had to, so she is filled with the Holy Spirit. So these things that she's saying, these are from the Holy Spirit, but she is still, she's choosing to say them, right? And if you're, you're like me, then you maybe have thought some things before and you felt like, okay, I think the Holy Spirit would want me to say this, but that could kind of be weird. Why would I say that? I don't know. I'm not going to do it. And then you move on. Right? What if Elizabeth had done this here? Like, what if Elizabeth had thought, um, I don't know, Holy Spirit. I don't know that I'm supposed to know that Mary is pregnant. I don't, I don't really know how Mary's going to respond to this. What if she thinks I'm weird? Elizabeth didn't do that. 
right? She filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke what the Holy Spirit was putting on her heart and mind. And you see the encouragement that it gave Mary based on her response. There are multiple scriptures that talk about what impact words have on our lives as humans. Um, One of the the places is in Ephesians, I think it's chapter four, where it talks about how we should to speak to one another with psalms and hymns and praises. And when you read that, you're kind of like, okay, so I'm supposed to sing amazing grace every time I see someone. I don't think that's what it actually means, right? Probably one, because amazing grace didn't exist when the book of Ephesians was written by Paul. But I think what is being said there is we are supposed to encourage people, right? There is There are multiple verses that talk about the power of words. And a lot of them that I found whenever I was researching this, honestly, we're, we're talking about how detrimental words can be if they're spoken harshly or if they're spoken in vain or if they are spoken like a gossip. And so I think if that's true, then then the converse must be true as well, where words that are spoken out of love and out of encouragement and are life-giving are truly that. They are truly life-giving. And so this ties into to my work today because some of my kids, some of my students gave their last round of speeches today. And I, I realized as I was grading them that man, this is like the last time in these students' lives that I will potentially ever have a chance to speak truth and life over them. And so I just, at spur of the moment decision, now thinking and processing back, it was the Holy Spirit for sure. But I just decided I'm just gonna write a little on the bottom or top of their speech evaluation, a little note of just what I see in them, good qualities I see in them, encouragement that I see for them, um, ways that they can can be the best them that they can be. And so I just wrote these things and it was really cool to watch them as they got them back. And maybe some of this was, you know, my own mind thinking and seeing that, oh, that really impacted them. And it really wasn't impacting them as much as I thought it was. But I really do think that there is something to be said about an older person, specifically speaking truth and life into a younger person. And the the age difference doesn't have to be that much. I think it's important for younger people to speak life into older people too. And I think, you know, horizontally, people the same age can. But I just think from where I'm at right now, honestly, at 27, there are still many days where I make decisions and I just think, what in the world am I doing? Have I made one good decision today? I still, I still don't know for a lot of decisions that I've made. And it is so encouraging when someone either on purpose or they don't even realize it, Um, just comes along and affirms like, hey, you're listening to the Lord. This is good. I see this good quality in you. That is so encouraging. And so my hope is that you all this weekend or this week, whenever you're listening to this, you will take some time and you'll pray and you will ask the Holy Spirit to one, make you in tune to him. 
to whenever he speaks that you hear him and that you you acknowledge that and then also that you will act. And so whenever the Holy Spirit gives you a word of encouragement to to tell someone, bring someone to mind, that you will reach out to them, that you will have the courage to actually say it. Because the words that we speak really play a part into pointing us towards Jesus and towards becoming who I believe that he has created us to be. 